Hey everybody, welcome to the Fearlessly Authentic Podcast, episodes aimed at presenting truth in a fearlessly authentic way. My name is Jerry, and we're in a series called The Dangers of Distraction. Today's message is on the distraction of apathy. We're in Judges chapter 14, so go ahead and turn in your Bibles there, and let's look at the text as we look at the dangers of apathy. Judges chapter 14, Judges chapter 14. So we started this idea of this Samson story, and we started here in chapter 14. If you don't know Samson's story, Samson was a miraculous baby born to a family that uh, an angel came to the wife and said, hey, you're going to have a baby, you're going to have a baby, you're going to have a baby. And she's like, no way, Jose. And he's like, yes, way, Jose. Uh, but his name is not going to be Jose. Uh, his name is going to be Samson. The husband was like, no way, that we're going to have a baby. So he went to the uh, Lord, and the angel said, yeah, this is what's going to happen. And so they had this baby, and this baby was not just any baby. This baby was a special baby in the fact that this baby was going to be the deliverer of Israel. Israel had been in captivity, I don't know, about 40-some years now from the Philistines. And so this was a, a pattern in the life of Israel. They would, they would do right. They would be delivered. They would do right. They'd live for the Lord. Time went on. They, you know, they would get uh, apathetic. They would start to go back to their old ways. They'd start to serve other gods. God would bring judgment to the, another country, usually the Philistines. And then the, after a while, they would repent and they would call out to God and ask for a deliverer. And, and so Samson is going to be one of these deliverers. We call him a judge, if you will. And he's going to be one of these guys. Now, we know the, Samson, know the story of Samson. He's going to be this judge. He has is, he is also a, uh, got the Nazarite vow on him that he gets to have the Fabio hairdo. You know, he's got like long hair. Check it out. I mean, he's got like Thor hair. You know, he's just like, uh, but he has this long, beautiful hair and he can't touch anything that's dead. And he's got some other things. He can't drink any alcohol. And so um, he's just, he can't be Thor because he can't drink alcohol. Uh, but, but what you see is the idea is, that this is, this is something he set apart for God. Now, if you, know the, if you know the story of Samson, how many people know the story of Samson? Good, most of you know. Then you know that the ending, it doesn't turn out too well for him, right? Because he gets involved with this woman. Um, oh, I don't know. I forgot to study. What was her name? Delilah, Delilah right? Delilah, Samson and Delilah, Bruce Springsteen's song. Uh, but, um, uh, but he gets involved with uh, um, uh, Delilah, and, and Delilah eventually tricks him to cut his hair where his power is, okay? Tries all these different ways and does all these kind of crazy things. And when we get to that part, we're going to go, was he nuts? And, and it's the power of a woman over a man. It's the power of sexual lust. And, and, and so he, he gets that. So they come in there, they cut off his hair, uh, they remove his, she cuts off his hair, they move the power, they dig out his eyes, they put him to prison, and they leave him there. And so he's in prison one day, chained to the, like, like if you're going to chain the strongest man in the world, and you know that his power is in his hair. I'm assigning him a full-time barber. Every day he's getting his hair cut. But the Philistines, they aren't too smart. And uh, they let him go. And so his hair starts to grow. He asks God for one more opportunity. And so he pulls down the things and kills more Philistines in that point than he did all the time that he was alive. And, and so when we look at that, we go, what a failure, what a failure, what a failure. So involved with women, so involved with women, just, just had a lustful taste for multiple women and, and, and got his eyes poked out and kind of played around with the gift that God gave him. Yeah, he had a little bit at the end, but, you know, we almost go like, well, big deal. But, but then you go to Hebrews chapter 11, and he's there in the hall of faith. I mean, he made the hall of fame for, for Christians, you know what I mean? It's like, of all the people, I wouldn't expect him to be there. So let's, let's give him a little pass, because God gave him a pass in a couple areas. But here in chapter 14, we go from, we see him in chapter 13, baby, baby, growing up, baby. And then in chapter 14, he's a man. What happened in between, we don't know. But here in chapter 14, he's a man. And what we saw last week is that in verses 1 through 4, Samson had a request for a spouse. 
He wanted a spouse. In fact, it says here, and Samson went down to Timnath and saw a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. He had a wrong focus, right? He had a wrong focus. This woman that God chose. First of all, nothing good comes from Timnath. Genesis 38, you can go look it up yourself. He had a wrong focus. This word saw means to look at, to inspect, to perceive, to consider. He had a wrong focus. His eyes were distracted and he was focused on the wrong goals. But he says, he sees this woman, the daughter of the Philistines, and he came up and told his father and mother and said, I have seen a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. Now, therefore, get her for me to wife. And so we see that he had a wrong feeling. First of all, the woman's a Philistine. She is, she is in, a, a, in the idea of a Jewish person marrying her, she's a no-go at this station. She is, she is not to be uh, an option. She may be hot to trot. She may be all the kind of things you used to say in high school about those girls that you liked or those guys that you liked. It will honk or chunk or whatever you call them. Uh, but the thing of it is, she was out of bounds. Out of bounds. It didn't matter how good she looked or how sweet she smelled or how she tossed her hair. Toss, toss. Didn't matter how she did those things. What she did is that because she was a Philistine, she was out of bounds. But So he had a wrong feeling. And anyway, he's basing this only on his outward appearance of what he wanted to marry. He goes, he, basically, he just saw her. And uh, so th this, this, is a, this is a wrong feeling. This marriage was prohibited by God. Deuteronomy 7, 2 Corinthians 6 for New Testament, that unequal, unequally yoked together with believers with unbelievers is out of bound for God's people. <coughs> And he had an arrogance in his disrespect to his parents when he says, now therefore, get. It's imperative. He's commanding his parents. Okay, good luck trying to command your parents. If you've got parents like I had or the parent that I am, good luck commanding me to do anything. Okay? I'm like, I'm 48 years old. I barely listen to my wife. God has trouble talking to me. You think I'm going to listen to you? I don't think so. Right? Like, it might be good, but I'm not even going to do it because you commanded me to do it. You know, I don't know where you came from, but um, I am in charge here. I'm not in charge in a lot of places, but I am in, in my family, and you're not going to command me to do anything, right? It doesn't even work. Now, they try, but it's not going to work. And then we see the, the, the woe that Samson caused, and all of this is under the, a distraction. What is the distraction? It's the distraction of lust. This, the woe that he caused, then his father and his mother said to him, Is there never a woman among the daughters of thy brethren, or among all my people, that thou goest to take a wife of the uncircumcised Philistines? And Samson said to his father, Get her for me, for she pleaseth me well. But his father and his mother knew not that it was of the Lord that he sought an occasion against the Philistines for at that time the Philistines had dominion over Israel. Let me just give you the cliff notes on what we talked about last thing. First of all, great way. Samson's parents get a lot of grief because it, it kind of seems, and we can't prove it, but it kind of seems that they raised him up as a privileged kid. Oh, let's not get onto him. He's the deliverer because he kind of grows up being very disrespectful to his parents. We don't know if he, this came later on, or we, we don't know, but it just seems that way. So Samson's parents get a, get a bad rip there. But let me tell you here, at this point here, when Samson comes with this crazy, crazy request, command. Now, if you have little kids, like little, little kids, this might not have happened. But if you have teenagers or adult children, this has happened where your kids have come home and either asked you or told you that they were going to do something, and you're kind of like... That's absolutely ridiculous, right? And you're like, you want to say to them, no way, Jose. And now your name is Jose, right? But you know that if you say to them, thou shalt not, because I said it, that they'll go do it anyway, right? So here's a wise way to deal with that issue is that they come up with a question that tries to address what's going on and to say, don't you think that there's a better way? 
You are a child of God. She's from an uncircumcised Philistine. Hint, hint, this is out of bounds. What do you think? They weren't saying no. They were just saying, don't you think there's a better way? It's a great parenting tool for older, older teenagers or adult children when they come and they try and tell you some kind of crazy thing that they're going to do that's out of bounds. Second thing I see here about the parenting is that in verse 4, it's kind of confusing. When I, when I first read this, I was like, what's the deal, right? Because his father and his mother knew not that it was of the Lord. Well, that kind of tries to say that it was of the Lord for Samson to get involved with this Philistine because he was going to use it as occasion to get at the um, Philistines. And so that, the, the truth of that statement, can't follow, it doesn't follow logic because God will not command you to do something that he's already commanded you not to do. So we would never go to Samson and say, hey, go after this Philistine girl that I've, in Deuteronomy, commanded you not to go after because I'm going to use it to get at the Philistines, right? Our verse is this morning, and God, right, and we know, right, that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them are called according to his purpose. Samson called according to God's purpose, yes or no? Say yes. yes. Right, so God is going to take his bad decision and use it for an occasion against the Philistines, but mom and dad don't know that. So... The hope that I see there for parents is this, is that your kid may go off and do the stupidest thing in the world, but if they're a believer and you believe the promises of God, God can take that and use that for something miraculously later on. Okay, the end of the story is not over. That's what I see there. That's what I see there. Now, let's move on. So Samson uh, has a request for a spouse. That's the distraction of lust. We're talking about the danger of distractions through this chapter. And look at verse 5. Then went Samson down and his father and his mother to Timnath. What's in Timnath? Go and tell me. What's in Timnath? Nothing good, but, but who's there? The lady, right? So mom and dad have figured, uh, I don't know, I don't know, we just, I guess, I guess we got to follow this out. They went down to Timnath and came to the vineyards of Timnath, and behold, a young lion roared against them. Rawr. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and he rent him as he would have rent a kid, and he had nothing in his hand, but he told his father and mother, or for he told not his father and mother what he had done. Samson's going down there. Lion jumps on him, but he's not going to tell mom and dad. Why, why couldn't he tell mom and dad? Well, what happened when you rent a lion? What, what does it make the lion, alive or dead? Dead. Who's not supposed to touch dead things? So he went down and talked with the woman, and she pleased Samson well. Hmm. And after a time, we don't know how long a time, and after a time he returned to take her, did you just see, just see, just, just get the verbs in this, right? Like if you're a dad, this, 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 this kind of talk about your daughter ticks you off. You aren't taking nothing from me. You aren't coming down and taking her. And when it's, you'll get her when I'm good and ready. I mean, isn't that, isn't that dads, right? Right. Some of you, some of you who have little, little tiny girls, right? Right. You ain't taking my daughter, you know, right? That's, that's what we get here. Right. And, and, and so, um, so after a time, he returned to take her, and he turned aside to see the carcass of the lion. Oh, there's the lion I didn't tell my mom and dad about. I'm so strong. Behold, there was a swarm of bees and honey in the carcass of the lion. Okay, you're not supposed to touch anything that's dead. You already did it. That's why I didn't tell mom and dad. But now it's really dead. And it's been there so long that bees have made their honey. Baloo the bear is about coming down, you know? Look for the... Bare necessities, the simple bare ne- Right? I mean, that's blue's coming around the corner. The honey's so good there, right? That's how long this has been. Okay, it's pretty dead. 
So there was a swarm of bees and honey in the carcass of the lion. He took thereof in his hands, and he went on eating. So hungry, just, didn't, just had to eat that. And came to his father and mother, and he gave them, gave them what? Gave them honey, and they eat it. Why? Because honey's pretty good. Back then, it was more than just honey. It was all kinds of medicine and, 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 and nutrients and all that kind of... Man, to get some honey back then, I mean, they didn't have the, the, the wonderful quote-unquote doctors that we have, you know. So they ate, they didn't know. They wouldn't have eaten it. But he told them not he had taken to the honey out of the carcass of the lion. So his father went down into the woman, and Samson made there a feast, for so used the young men to do. What is this? Well, first of all, we see that Samson is going to reject his spiritual vows in this passage. We see that. So what distraction here? First one is distraction of lust. Here's the second one. Here's the second one. And this is where I think if, 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 that we can identify very easily. It's the, it's the distraction of apathy. Apathy. I just don't care. I just don't care anymore. I don't care anymore. I don't care. Right? I just don't care. Man, I have talked to so many Christians. I have been that Christian who's just like, I don't care. You don't know what I've gone through. You don't know how I feel. All your little, you know, just as I am and blah, blah, blah. I don't want that because I know how I feel. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to kill that line. I'm going to do what I want to do. And if there's honey in that line, I'm going to get that because you know what? Honey makes me feel good. So I'm going to eat that honey. And I'm going to share it with others because I, I'll do what I want. And nobody's going to tell me that I can't because I just don't care. I just don't care. How many people know a person like that? Raise your hand. Right? Now, don't raise your hand, but how many of us have been that way? Right? Apathy. Apathy. Man, you can get some church people uh, in church world. Some church person can just start to, you know, say something the wrong way and just crush you. You're like, how could they say that? It's so, it's so hurtful. And there's that whisper in your ear. Now, why do you even care? Why even go there? Stop going. There's so many other things you could do. Why bother? Do you know you could be at the restaurants earlier on Sunday and sleep in? If you skip church, you could have 10% or more, or for some of you less, uh, uh, of your money if you just didn't give it to the church. You're in debt. Why don't you pay off your bills with that? Take it away from God. What do you, why do you even care? That's how, that's, how, that's how it starts to whisper. That's Samson here. He is so distracted by lust that these other distractions are starting to just pile on. I mean, obviously, there's something going on in his head, right? Something is pulling him away. His feelings are overriding his thinking mechanism. And his feelings have changed that thinking mechanism so that now that thinking mechanism doesn't run on thus saith the Lord, but it says thus saith Samson. It's what I want to do. It's what I want to do. And so in verses 5 and 6, we see the deliverance from the Lord. We see the pouncing of the lion. I love this. You know, Samson went down and his father and mother to Timnath and came to the vineyards of Timnath. And behold, a young lion roared against him. You know, I'm not into karma or any of this coincidental, coincidental type thing. I always think everything that God is in charge of everything because that's what the Bible teaches, you know. So, you know, I don't believe in reading your palm, you know, or, or, or reading the, the horoscope. I mean, you know. Oh, that, that's fun every once in a while, and you're like, oh, that's kind of close. Well, you know, they, they make it so it's kind of close, so you'll read it tomorrow. You know what I mean? These, aren't, these are pretty smart people, you know? And uh, so I, I'm, not, I'm not into any of that. And, and so when I see the fact that I'm going to a place that I shouldn't be, right? Because what good happens in Timnath? What church? Nothing, right? Who's there? Uncircumcised Philistines, out-of-bounds people. We want to reach them. We don't want to engage them. 
See what I'm saying? I don't want to get into a romantic relationship with him. I can be friends with him. We can go out and we can go uh, have a sandwich together. We can go out to a ball game together. We can play on the same team. But when it comes to deep personal relationships, I'm sorry, but there is a verse in the Bible that says I'm not supposed to be equally yoked with you. So, because that would be an unequal yoke. So I'm not going to do that. So what we see here is that on his way to the place he shouldn't be, a lion jumps out at him. And it just like doesn't even phase him. Like, maybe I shouldn't be here. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, God sent that lion. I mean, because this, this isn't some uh, kid who kind of came in and out of Sunday school. When, from the time that he was born till this time when he's going out off track, his parents were teaching him the, the particular truths of God's word. He would have been involved with his rabbinical studies. There's this Nazarene thing that's going on. So he knows God's word. So you would have thought that maybe, maybe, maybe he would have just said, wow, a lion tried to do it. Lions never attack me. And all of a sudden, a lion's attacking me while I'm on my way to do something I ought not to. You know, you know when you were, some of you, when you were young and you were off to do something, those of you who had cell phones back in those days, and all of a sudden, your mom or dad calls you on your way to do something you shouldn't do, and they don't know that you're going to do that, but they just kind of call you, and you're like, ooh, that's kind of spooky. I cannot tell you how many times my kids have come back and said, I was about to do something dumb, and then mom called me. And I'm like, well, that's just a gift that God gives to moms. Because <laughs> dad's like, I don't know. But, you know, moms, 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 you know, they're like, I think I need to call so-and-so. Well, okay, call them. And then they come back, and they're like, you, know, you called me, I was going to do something dumb, but then you called me, I was like, man, I shouldn't. But you see, that, that's what God does. But he doesn't see that. I, I think of this lion, I mean, obviously... You can make a New Testament reference to 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8, right? Which says, be, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Seeking whom he may devour. The pouncing of the lion. We see the power of the Lord. It says, the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and he rent him as he would have rent a kid. Now, not like a real kid. Not like, he, not like one of our kids in the nursery. That, that means like a goat. Okay, a little tiny goat. Just in case you're not you're like, you know, this is King James Version. It's a little rough, you know. But, uh, but uh, and he had nothing in his hands. Okay, so he killed him with his bare hands. He killed a pouncing lion with his bare hands. Now, I don't know if you've ever been close to a lion, but the closest I've ever gotten to a lion is at the uh, National Zoo. And the closest I got to lion is like me here and lions across the street, Okay. But I can tell you that when that lion would roar in the natural, nat, natu, National Zoo, you could hear him anywhere you were. And when you were right there, it was deafening. And this is an old geezer, been in captivity lion, okay? I mean, all of the lioness pushed this lion around. Okay? He thinks he's big guy, but I've seen him. He was just kind of standing on his thing. All the girls were hanging out. They weren't paying attention. He was like, Rawr! And they got up and walked away, and they're like, yeah, tough, tough luck, buddy. You need us, we don't need you. You know, I mean, that's, that's the thing, you know. And so um, this, this is a wild lion. And if you ever watch, like, on National Geographic or some of those things, and you see the power of these lions to crush skulls, I mean, this, this strength that Samson had was unnatural. Was unnatural. Nothing shocks a person or should shock a Christian out of a sinful direction than the supernatural power of God. Amen. And, and, and Samson's blowing right through these. Why? Apathetic. He's just not seeing it. Just like you and I don't see it. 
First of all, God sends something to kind of like, you know, and, and do I know that God sent the lion? I don't know that God sent the lion. I'm just saying that when something happens to me on my way to where I'm going that isn't pleasant, it should maybe click in my mind that maybe God doesn't want me to go there, right? Second thing, I just got super, I have, I mean, Samson's got to say, I've never killed a lion before because he never had. And I've never killed this three, four, 500 pound beast with my bare hands and kind of walked away without a scratch. I mean, have you ever seen the claws on a lion? The jaws on a lion? And he just kind of grabbed it by the jaws and was a crack, pam, boom. <laughs> I'm pretty cool. <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, right? I mean, you got to think like Popeye the Sailor Man, right? Ba -ba 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 -ba. I mean, that's, a, that's, that's about where he gets to, right? And he's just, he's just sort of just like, what in the world? It's the power from the Lord. The word rent literally means to tore him apart. The Spirit of the Lord comes on Samson five times in the text. Five times. Now, if you're a number guy, and I don't put a lot of stock in this, but every once in a while it kind of is a neat thing to look at, numerology, where you kind of see different numbers have different meanings. Five in, in numerology in the Bible is, is the number of grace. Five times God's graceful Spirit came upon him to help him in a time of need. In, in chapter 13, he gave him direction. In chapter 14, he gives him, gives him strength. Later on in chapter 14, he gets it again. It gives him strength. In chapter 15, it gives him strength. And in chapter 16, this time Samson had to ask for the Spirit. And God gave it to him five times. Five times. The Spirit didn't dwell in Samson like he dwells in us. The Spirit dwells in us. John 14 and verse 17 says, Even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth and not, neither knoweth him, but ye know, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Now, okay, so Samson five times received the Spirit and did something miraculous. Okay, now, work with me here. Is the Spirit that Samson received in the Old Testament the same Spirit that dwells in us, yes or no? Yes. Yes. So why can't you do it? Why can't you? You see what I'm saying? Why can't you do it? Why can't you use the power of the Spirit that dwells in you to defeat the thing that you say is undefeatable? Thanks for listening today to part one of the Distraction of Apathy in our series called The Dangers of Distraction. If you were encouraged by what you heard today, we'd love for you to share a link to our podcast on your social media and tell others about what you're learning. We're glad that you clicked on our podcast today, and we hope that you'll come back next time for part two of The Distraction of Apathy here on Fearlessly Authentic.